You're listening to the John Clark cast. My name is John Clark and this show is all about helping you build a better private practice without all the overwhelm. Um, in this episode, I'm sitting down with my friend and a regular guest on the show, Jeff Gunther from therapyden.com. And you can sign up for therapyden.com for free right now at therapyden.com. Um, in this episode, Jeff and I have a little too much fun talking about the future of technology and therapy, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, chatbots, all sorts of stuff. How to build an online counseling practice while ranking in, uh, on Google in two states, all sorts of stuff. It was a really fun one. And um, yeah, let's dive in. Before we get into the interview, do me a quick favor and pause this episode and go rate, review, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you are listening. Help us spread the word. Um, this, this really helps us get discovered more. And you can also help us get discovered more by just sharing um, this episode with a friend or some therapist in your area or your email list. Um, but the more people we reach, the more people we can help. Jeff Gunther, the ever patient with me, Jeff Gunther, the ever flexible with my disorganization. I feel like I've been starting every episode lately apologizing. Is that bad? <laughs> I wonder what that says about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, well, wasn't there something, maybe it's a thing, uh, like some sort of like trending thing or maybe it was just like something last month or whatever but there was kind of like this push for like no more apologies like oh i didn't to, catch that yeah you clearly look into it yeah <laughs> so it was just sort of like let's spend the whole week or the whole month or whatever it was with like no apologies so let's say you like show up wait uh show up late to uh, work or something, or maybe not work, but you show up late to like see your friends. Yeah. Instead of saying like, "Oh God, I'm so sorry that I'm late," you instead say, "Hey, thanks for waiting." So you're just sort of like, like you know, you're changing the energy. You're you're not putting like the other people in like a weird place where you have to be like, "It's okay, don't worry, it's fine." Because I kind of wanted to react that way, like you know, sorry, you're, you're starting this podcast with I'm sorry. I felt inclined to be like, "It's all right, man. Don't worry about it." But I guess if you would have flipped it, it would have been like what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, we should we <laughs> should been... try it again. All right, ready? Okay, and, let's start. And we're right. live. Sup, Hello. Joe? Sup, Jeff? <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? Not bad. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but now you gotta like take I'm the here. thing. Like, <laughs> this is just awkward. I'm here, now. aren't I? No, this yeah, is great. Okay. This is so. Well, it's kind of like exaggerating the symptom, as they call it, right? So, like, if a couple these couples are fighting, you you send them home and you are, are prescribing the symptoms. So you send them home and you say, "Okay, I want you to fight twice as much as you usually do," and then they come back and mm -hmm. they fought less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of like that, or even just sort of like making them aware of the thing that keeps on coming up. Um, it's a great, like, therapist cliche line of, you know, like, so, you know, I've really noticed lately, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, or I'm wondering, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but you're sort of like doing it to yourself at the start of the podcast. You're noticing that you're apologizing a lot. So, yeah, I don't know what it means, what that means for you. Or it, well, if you need to take a look at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there's, I was talking to a therapist earlier today and my like plea to her, I was like, there's the therapist part of you that's so nice and so sweet and so kind and so accommodating. And that works so well for you and your clients. But as a group practice owner, it's working miserably and people Mm. are walking all over you. And the example was, um, and if you're listening, you know, I love you. I just, (laughs) you just have to, you just have to stiffen up a bit. Um, was like, she's got all these offices that she is, um, can be subleasing out and there's mm-hmm. it's this you know one therapist going well i just need one hour on fridays and and you know i know it's can you just squeeze it in for me to just maybe rent this one hour and you can just charge me by the hour and mm-hmm. you know and the therapist goes sure yeah yeah oh no it's fine i can make it work and i'm going no yeah, no when you have six offices and you know you're subleasing all these, it, it would just be a nightmare. It, it is a nightmare for her. And I said you've got to be kind of ruthless, so you don't have to be mean about it, but you can. You need to get better at saying, um, "I only rent the offices by the day. Here's what a day costs." Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. And I, I rent offices. I know how that goes. You can like slip into therapist being like, oh, God, give me an emergency session or just like this one time or it'll never happen again or yada, yada. So as a therapist running a business, are you going to be compassionate to that? Be like, okay, it's totally fine. Or are you going to like kind of step into your like business person kind of mode and be like, well, this is what the lease says and this is what we agreed on and you know what the rules are. My mom actually visited me from LA. My mom rents part-time therapy space to therapists as do I. And so I kinda, is, that's where you got it. Yeah. Runs the family. <laughs> it's a weird thing <laughs> but, to be passed down. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but the way that we run the office spaces are really different where she runs it. Like your, like, you know, your example, she runs it so that people can rent hourly. And so if they need an hour here or there or a half a day or whatever it is, they have to text her. They say, hey, do you oh, have space for this? this is giving me so much anxiety. I know, right? And for me, it's like, it's all set up online. You can just go on the calendar and reserve something. If you need to move up your hours and you have to move it up in five hour chunks, your lease goes, your monthly rent goes up. It's all very organized and rules. But my mom is just sort of crazy going all over the place. And it's, and it made me feel really anxious because she gets, I don't know, between like 50 and 75 texts a day because she has Incredible. like 30 different offices and it's just like crazy. And I was like, why? Why? Why is this okay? Why are you allowing? <laughs> and what does she say? To, well, uh, I'm, I need to mention that she's, she's great. I love my mom. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. You should have mentioned that at, at the beginning. <laughs> now you're already in a hole. And I'm sure your mom's listening right now. Of course. Biggest fan. Uh, (laughs) And she's also Jewish. And so we're raised in like a Jewish family. So she's got some Jewish guilt stuff going on. And so in so many words, she was like, you know what? I like when all these therapists are contacting me. I like when they reach out. 
and we're reaching out, and I'm establishing relationships. And maybe I wouldn't do it as much if you called a little bit more. So (laughs) she's sort of like (laughs) slipping that in. Like it's my fault the Mm -hmm. way that she's like set up her business. She needs to get so much attention from these therapists because she's getting nothing from her son that lives a thousand miles away. Um, So I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe needed. Yeah, I, I think it does come down to like liking to be needed. And yeah. also, she said, while I was bugging her about it another time, she was like, you know what? Every time I get a text from a therapist saying, hey, can I get this office An space? An angel gets its wings. <laughs> <laughs> she hears the sound of like like a cash register like she, oh, she hears yeah, a baby. sound of money she's like up oh, here's more money here's more money here's more money so that's kind of like a nice feeling for her okay and that's in a whole another level now we're be it's right? like thinking like a behaviorist right it's like exactly someone ringing that bell and you as you are salivating yep. mm-hmm. yeah so you know to each their own i don't know how she does it but it works for her and all of her therapists that rent from her, I think are pretty happy about it. <laughs> well, yeah, they get what they want whenever they need it. And she's a text away. Yeah. That's great. Well, maybe you can help her slowly merge her, her cell phone number into a bot. <laughs> <laughs> so these wonderful therapists can keep texting her <laughs> and they'll be like, Hey, I wonder if the office is open, you know, on Friday at two and the bot will go, hello, <laughs> my name is spot. And they'll go, wait, I thought this was so-and-so. I thought this was Jeff's mom. Yeah. It is. pretty amazing. (laughs) It is Jeff's mom. They're trying. Have you, like, looked into the studies or, like, the research or where they're, like, trying to make bots into therapists? Oh, they've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Right. They started doing that 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope it happens. You go, oh, you do? <laughs> Not because, like, I think it would be because like, you think successful. we need to be replaced. <laughs> Not because I think we. I don't think. I just want to see it. I want to see it get closer and closer to it actually, like, manifesting into something. Because I want to experience it. I see. Uh, yeah, I still think that, like, probably seeing an actual person in person would be a better experience. But I'd love to. I love seeing technology like move forward, even if it's just kind of crazy. You know, every listener is wincing right now <laughs> and like Googling, Googling like AI therapist, am I going to lose my job? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm like a therapist that feels confident that I can go like head to head with a bot therapist. And That'd be um, a good game show. <laughs> <laughs> like who can therapize okay. harder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've they've done. It's basically a a, a, um, a decision tree. It's a series of decision trees. So they've they program these bots based on what a therapist would do. So client comes in and starts crying, mm-hmm. and then they see what the, a therapist would say next. Or even in a chat, um, you have therapists doing chat therapy, and then you have right. the bot basically studying what the therapist does. And there's a high likelihood that the therapist is going to do roughly something similar, mm-hmm. right? Or the mm-hmm. client goes, I had a really rough day. And the therapist goes, tell me about it. <laughs> right. What was rough about it? What was the roughest part? And the bot mm-hmm. goes, what was the roughest part? What was the roughest part? <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want, you know how like, I don't know if you do this in your therapy, but like you're working with a client and maybe they're sort of like, you know, it's hard for them to express emotions or contact their emotions, whatever, whatever. And you talk to them for a long time and after a while, maybe 20, 30 sessions or something, there's some sort of like emotional breakthrough and they're being vulnerable. Maybe they're a little teary. It feels like really poignant in the session. And as a therapist, maybe you just sort of like lean in a little bit, like you're getting closer to them. And you say something like um, to to encourage their vulnerability. So something like, I feel really connected to you right now. Something to just sort of like, so they can continue to act. Yeah, sure. Exactly. That's like perfect. But I want a bot to say that (laughs) (laughs) to me. I want like a robot to be like, I feel really connected to you right now. Like I want to know. Are you sure you want me to publish this episode? You can, (laughs) we can cut this part out. I was Uh, just saying to another guest, we have never edited the episode, the podcast before, but we could start (laughs) with this episode. (laughs) You know what? It's, it's your call. Does, I, does not, your wife I, know that you want to have this she, intimate experience with the bot? No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't know. She's not going <laughs> to listen to the podcast. She's going to have no idea. She and your mom are off, no. off doing more important I'm, things. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to replace my wife, yeah. just to be clear, or yeah. a therapist. Or your therapist, yeah. <laughs> or my therapist. But I want to see what that would look like. I'm, if I'm with you. It. It'd, okay, be, it'd be wild. I mean, it's... Um, I did AI, did no, I didn't do AI. That's not a thing. I did VR (laughs) for the first time the other last week. Last week, how was that? Have you ever done it, like Oculus Rift or something? No. What? Haven't. No. Okay, so I have to talk about this. I've been dying to talk about it. It's actually why I had you on the show today. So So you could talk about. I just wanted someone to listen. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me about it. I wanted it. you to be a bot today. I was hanging out with some friends and this friend works in in like AI. Like he's a he's a computer engineer, software engineer. He works in this industry. He's created a startup based on uh advancing VR and uh some really interesting technology behind it. And we're just sitting at the, there at the dinner table, we're having drinking some beer, having a good time and he just brings it up. Um, almost like offering a drug. <laughs> you just kind of like, oh yeah, I heard about this VR thing on the streets. And he's like, you want some VR, bro? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> if you have some here? He's like, I have it here. And he goes, <laughs> he goes to the other room and brings out a duffel bag, like the wow. size, like too big to be a carry on. And I'm like, <laughs> This is truly either your drug bag or or your VR bag. It's like you know, it's like a bag that he got from like a giveaway, and it says like uh-huh. it says like Chevrolet on it or something. Very sketchy. Very sketchy looking bag, like very lumpy and looks very heavy. And I'm like, you know, this yeah. is either drugs or weapons or an Oculus Rift, and it was an Oculus Rift. Okay, thank God. So he gets it out, and you have to have a special computer for it. So you have to get like basically a gaming laptop and then you pull it out and you have sensors. Like you have the four sensors that you have to put all over the room. It took probably half an hour to set it up. And at that point I wasn't interested. No, No, I was waiting patiently and I was like, this is so complex already. And I, as I was getting ready to do it, so he got it all set up. He's like calibrating it and you put the thing on and I'm looking at him being like, you look ridiculous. You look like Mm -hmm. a, a partial robot, but you're like, you're just normal. And so he gets it set up. It's ready to go. And he's, he looks at me and he's like, 
what kind of experience would you like? <laughs> That's so creepy. And I'm like, what are my options? <laughs> He's like, we can put you on a pirate ship. We can um, put you in a three-dimensional um, blank canvas where you can just draw. <laughs> He's like, you can shoot a bow and arrow at zombies. Or you can just do Google Earth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I hope that you chose being a pirate. So I did. Okay, good. I started there, and then I shot arrows at zombies. When I put this thing on, um, and it, like 20 years from now, someone will find this and listen and just laugh because VR right. is, is, is reality at that point. And they'll be like, these, exactly. These these old guys, you know, like, and I'm sure that your podcast episodes will be relevant in 20, 20 years. years from oh, now. I think for Definitely. sure, more relevant than ever. <laughs> I don't think SEO is going to be a thing. I think Google is going to be implanted in our brains at that point. But exactly, we put we put the thing on, and I'm immediately in a different reality. Truly, I did not know how powerful it was going to be. And you yeah. have the hand things, and the hand things, um, you move any finger like this. And in, in the VR, they're moving like this. Oh, wow. So you're immediately starting to interact with the world. So you're moving your fingers and you're looking at your hand and your hand, the motions you're making with your fingers in front of your face is happening in VR. Did and you I, feel like off balance yes, or nauseous? I thought I was going to fall for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank another beer. And yeah. uh, I look down at my feet and this is the, one of the trippiest parts. I looked down at my feet and I was on the edge of the dock and I thought for sure I was going to fall off. Wow. And I look wow. over the edge like this and it has true depth to it because it's so mm. three dimensional. And because uh, like you have depth perception in VR because the lenses are so close to your eyes right. that it kind of fools your eyes into like, this is reality. Like what I'm seeing through my glasses like it becomes VR. And so it's right up mm -hmm. on your eyeballs. Um, so there's no separation. You're not looking at a screen, like your eyes just become right. part of this new world. And I look down and I'm like, holy hell, I'm going to fall off this dock and get eaten by something. <laughs> and, um, and then you just start exploring the environment. You start moving around and you forget very quickly you're in someone's living room <laughs> hmm. until wow. you step on like their cat. And then you're like, oh, that's <laughs> that is definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> or your friend starts messing with you and like poking you in the side while you're shooting zombies. <laughs> nice. That is so trippy. It's you have to experience it, dude. I didn't know that it would be this profound. And when I yeah. took it off, it was just as disorienting. When I took it off, I honestly felt sad. <laughs> really? I felt I felt disappointed to come back to reality. Huh. Only because things were not as fun and vivid and I couldn't shoot arrows at my friends. Well, I could, but just <laughs> I moment. mean, there'd be consequences. There'd be, I guess. Yeah, there'd be consequences. <laughs> it sounds like a really powerful experience. It is, which is which, which sounds like amazing, but is also kind of scary. That it like, is really scary. It's it scary that, that I liked fun. it so much. It's scary that I liked it more than when I took it off, and everything looked really flat and kind of just mm. plain to me. And my friends are literally just standing there, like on their phones, like so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, do you guys yeah. know what I just did? And they're like, yeah, we do this like every Thursday, you know. <laughs> wow that's really crazy um well i wonder if they like i imagine that like eventually if like vr continues to take off it can turn into something that can be therapeutic that's where you can that's why i brought this up right yeah we're always tying it back 
Exactly. People are already doing medicine through VR and people are starting to do virtual like MRIs or like remote scans with machines where there's like right. no technician, but that you mm -hmm. can like see a doctor through that. I, I do think we're a lot closer than we realize to you doing VR with a, a client and it mm -hmm. being so close to you being in the room where you can basically interact or you could high five your virtual, your client with your virtual hand. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. And it just it's it also just makes you think about like cuz right now the closest thing we have to that maybe is just sort of like video chat online therapy. Um and I think and we talked about this when we met in person I think of just like yeah. what is or maybe I don't know exactly what what road we went down here but like what is uh like how much of an impact is that going to have is like the in-person therapy um is it always going to be the dominant type of getting like counseling or is like online therapy or online chatting or whatever it is, VR therapy, is that going to be something that takes over? And it's hard to think about. I don't know if it's because like I'm a therapist and I'm just like, no, I know this works and there's like a real strong, important emotional connection. And there's so many things that are happening in the room and the office that I have to be able to see it and experience it and point it out and yada, yada. But maybe I'm just sort of like incredibly biased. Maybe I'm kind of old. I mean, I'm not that old. I'm only like 37, but still, like, I'm not as young as like you know Generation Z coming up, and maybe preferring something that's more like online or virtual. Virtual. Um, so I kind of hope that online virtual stuff doesn't really take over. But I could also like already be sort of like dating myself or something, you know. I think we're already there, dude. We're there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I was just saying to someone the other day, um, I'm seeing more and more therapists every single week going, I want to build an online practice. I want to be completely remote. Right. I want to do all virtual. How do I mm -hmm. do it? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, I think we're there. And I think, um, I also talked to a therapist and who, uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> flashed my my little Siberian cat for those of you who are not watching YouTube. <laughs> I wonder the what that pause was about. Very adorable. <laughs> They're like, did someone just choke? Um, <laughs> who was saying people keep calling me like my brick and mortar practice and asking, can we just meet online? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I know it's happening and it's funny because like I'm, uh, so with therapy done, uh, fantastic new national therapist directory that's, that's just right. been launched. Uh, the therapy den profiles that I'm like requesting therapists to create, I'm asking them to like be more authentic and talk about like if they feel comfortable, talk about like their values and their beliefs because there's like this, there's also this like value match that a lot of like younger clients are looking for. They want to know that their values match the therapist's values. We know as therapists that that's not. You can still be a fantastic therapist and a good match for a client, even if the values don't match. But it's becoming like really important for, for clients when they're looking for a therapist. Who did you vote for? Have you gone to this march? What's your political 
uh, where do you stand politically, yada, yada. So that's also something that I think is like making therapists feel a bit uncomfortable, mm -hmm. being like, oh, do I have to like be comfortable in this online space and arena? Do I have to be comfortable with like having more self-disclosure? These aren't things that we're like learning or that we learned in grad school. Maybe they're talking about it now in grad school. I don't know. Um, but I know that even with like therapy then, I'm trying to like push the mental health like practitioners forward and these are all things that are happening uh, but i was talking to earlier today a dentist uh, like an entrepreneur dentist and the dentist was telling me that there's like this really interesting like site oh, god i'll try to remember the name of the website but you can go on this website answer like some personal questions to figure out like if the dentist is a really good match for you um yeah, and there's other ones for, like, doctors, too, but not so much for, like, mental health. Um, so there's, like, some technology is moving healthcare forward, dentistry, doctors in some cases. But mental health is either, like, getting left behind or us therapists are a little more uh, resistant to it or people just don't know how to, like – this is, like, such a special, specialized field, you know? Well, you and I talked about this in person um, when we hung out and I – uh, verify that you do have legs and arms <laughs> and uh, that um, you know I worked really briefly with the San Francisco startup that was effectively trying to create like a dating right. algorithm for therapists and client and trying to capture or and essentially quantify what is that kind of spark or what is real connection look like when you mm -hmm. sit down with a therapist and regardless of their background or degrees or what they put on their profile or if they say CBT or not CBT, you sit down and you go, Oh, this is great. I'm so, mm -hmm. I'm, I like, this is it. Or this mm -hmm. is the third therapist I've tried. And this is, this is just the one Jeff's the one. What right. is, what is that? And how do we, um, how do we make that happen more often for both both therapists and clients? Yeah, exactly. And, I, and a lot of people in like the technology field, entrepreneurs, startups, they're trying to like figure that out, how yeah. to make that match online or before you actually sit in the office. And I want to like be part of that discussion and try to figure it out. But I'm also like, I just don't know. I don't know if that's like a possibility. You really have to like feel the energy sitting in a room with somebody and and talk to them over like a, at least a handful of sessions. So I, I we'll think see. therapists tend to overthink um, their their marketing and and their profiles or and the, the directories being one of them. As um, if it's just really a tool to get someone on the phone, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. it's pretty simple. Because for a lot of therapists, once they get the client on, on the phone, they know what to do. Right. right? Exactly. They're, they're, they're more than prepared to um, to to help the client figure out, is this a connection? Am I the right person? Um, what's this worth to you? Uh, mm -hmm. state my fees. Is this, is this, you know, is this worth that much to you? So I feel like, um, you know, and again, I think that's what dating apps are essentially do as well is they try to reduce a certain number of variables to go. I think Jeff and so-and-so would get along pretty well based mm -hmm. on these criteria, based on they have similar beliefs or believe similar things about the world, I think you guys should at least talk and have a sales call, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that it, it's a good sort of like 
mind shift to look at your at least therapist profile or other marketing of like how do I get on the phone with this person or how can they come in for like a little consultation or whatever it is. But a, a um, lot of clients don't necessarily want that phone call though even nowadays. I notice that trend as well as more and more they either just want to email with you or message with you or just book the appointment in some Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So sometimes it's crazy. we don't even get that information until they're sitting in front of us. I, I right. do think uh, two things. I think online therapy is coming fast. I think it's already here in a big way and it's mm-hmm. going to be more of the norm. And I, I do think we lose a fact, a feature, a dimension, I should say, obviously mm-hmm. we lose a dimension that is important to us as, as therapists in how right. we connect in the room, how we, how you lean forward and the client can feel that and see that. It's a little harder if I lean forward into my <laughs> webcam and hit my forehead and then my cat scrambles across my keyboard. It's it's just different. And I you know, exactly. I was at a similar place of like kind of kind of resisting it for a while. And um and 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 I, you know I don't know. I just think it's I think it's it's happening, and I and I don't know how we're going to make up for that dimension. Maybe VR is the way that eventually it'll be so similar to sitting in a room with you. Um, but for now, I just know that more and more therapists and more and more consumers are are digging it. Yeah, no, it does seem like it's definitely trending that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're also wearing the same exact shirt. <laughs> I keep noticing that. I keep noticing uh, it too. But maybe it's not the same exact shirt. Did you get yours from American Apparel? No, because that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. But they but made when great it did, shirts. Well, actually, American Apparel went bankrupt, and then a Canadian company bought American Apparel, and now they're relaunching American Apparel. But all the apparel is not made in America anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but they there you have still it, folks. Have basics. If yeah, you yeah. Were, if you had a burning curiosity before this episode, now it's been quenched. Jeff Gunther for you. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting, actually. So they are still making some shirts. Trust me, this is interesting yeah. to your listeners, even if it's not interesting to you. I feel like you're giving me the space. Like, let's go ahead. and No, <laughs> stay tuned. Interesting fact. American Apparel. They make some of their clothing in America but most of it overseas. And so you, as the consumer, you have a choice. Do you want to spend $22 on a T-shirt made from America, or do you want that same T-shirt for $18 made overseas? And so now they're going to like see what people prefer. And they already they have results. The results are in. Do you want to know what the results are? Uh, obviously. No, we're going to do a second <laughs> part to this series. Tune in next week. And you week. have to tune in and pay $5. <laughs> to, hear, to hear the the results, um, I'm uh, interested, and obviously I'm selfish, so I'm thinking about what I would do, and you know, what would you do? I'd have to buy the more. I'd have to get the American-made one. Would you? I think. Because out of a, a feeling of like what guilt or obligate or supporting America, or mm, I don't it's know, it's not really supporting America as much as um, not supporting potentially a harmful industry. Sure. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, they call it's this. It it creates a dilemma and a decision. I like that it offers that decision. I guess, but right? yeah, my guess is going to be that most people pay the extra four dollars. Mm, you'd be wrong. 
Damn it's like this. 90 90 percent of people are paying for the the cheaper shirt so oh this is devastating i know you're supposed yeah. to tell me something good today something good about the world <laughs> Well, I will add this, that they, for what it's worth, American Apparel sort of like guarantees that these are not sweatshops that are making these shirts. And it's not just like one random place like in China or something. There's like six different. So it's like one in France, one in Venezuela. I don't know. There's like six different Mm -hmm. sorts of locations. So it feels a little more like, you know, it's not sweatshoppy. So what would you do? Uh, well, you know, I have lots of American apparel, like half my wardrobe is an American, is American apparel. I like how plain and basic it is because then I get to be like the star, you know, while my clothes (laughs) faded to the background. Um, but I don't like how it's made. Like my American apparel stuff falls apart all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I get the feeling that even though it's like like single use clothing. It, it it's a shirt a day, <laughs> right? So I'm gonna. Tr- I would probably buy overseas clothing just to see if the quality is better. Why would it be better overseas? Because the American quality stuff that I have keeps falling apart. Okay. So maybe they know what they're doing over there. So for you, it's more about quality and less about the ethics of the decision. Oh, uh, my life is never about ethics. <laughs> it's always about the quality of it's the fabric. About quality. <laughs> This That's is really fascinating. I do care I about ethics. I know it's a joke. I don't think people know. I'm like, you're also <laughs> the guy who built an entire directory with a so- socially driven principle. Exactly. Uh, and I do really, that is, those are my values. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what were we talking about? No idea. Online no idea. Therapy. Online therapy. No, but I think you transitioned into something... Uh, before I got into American Apparel, I can't remember. I'm sorry. You and I are merging into the same person with our same shirts on. Right, 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 right. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I do, though. And I think I've said this before, and I'm less embarrassed now to say it. Um, I wear pretty much the same shirt every day and often the same jeans every day. And hmm. people will think I'm a crazy person. And that's fine. <laughs> It's not the same shirt. It's the same style of shirt of which I okay. own eight to ten of this great okay, shirt. Okay, so it's not like a stinky shirt that's no. getting stinkier well, every week. Okay, I mean, that's my wife. But yeah, sometimes I get them confused. Obviously, I don't have them labeled like shirt one, shirt two, shirt three. But that's not a bad right. idea. Um, <laughs> but I started doing this because this idea of decision fatigue and the amount of menial decisions we make in the course of a day, you wake up, what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What kind of coffee are you going to have? Um, Mm -hmm. what are you going to wear standing there at your closet? Um, so Mm -hmm. basically rather than wasting precious brain power on all that stuff, I I pretty much don't think about it. (laughs) I pretty much wake up and, um, and wear one of these gray shirts and the same pants if it's cold out or the same shorts, basically if it's, uh, if it's warm out. So, (laughs) <laughs> it works yeah. for me. I also tend to eat the same thing a lot. Like I have the same breakfast every single morning. A lot of times I have the same lunch. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't married, I'd probably have the same dinner, but <laughs> my wife would lose her mind. I have the same breakfast and the same lunch almost every single day as well. There's something about that Kindred routine spirits. and comfort. Yeah. And But I'm also not like a foodie. I'm not yeah, just I like wouldn't say a, I am either. 
you know, that's not like the most interesting thing to me. So it's okay if I eat like the same yogurt and berries every morning. That's great. Which I do. Yep. Yep. And then you can, your mind can think about more important stuff. Oh yeah. Tons of important stuff. I'm always thinking about important stuff. Oh, sorry. Well, I just oh, banged my glass. That's okay. We'll just edit that out. <laughs> Let's just get right on that. Um, <clears throat> so last time we talked a lot about, about Therapy Den. How's Therapy Den going? Therapy Den is good. Um, I'm actually... This will be you talking from the future, by the way. So this is you after the next <laughs> episode that we recorded in the past, speaking in the future after that episode has come out. So Okay. Okay. I need to like get my bearings. This is, how is uh, it going in mid-October? <laughs> In mid-October, it's going really well. I just launched a new marketing campaign, um, and I've targeted 10 different cities across the country. Um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but uh, so this marketing campaign is primarily um, a direct mail marketing campaign where I'm like sending postcards mm to therapists to educate them about Therapy Den. Um, you know, new national directory, social justice, uh, mission to, um, there's a mandate to fight against racism and discrimination. And um, so I'm just trying to kind of like educate therapists and get them to sign up. But I hate getting postcards in the mail. Oh, that's I hate, ironic. I know, right? And it feels like it's so not tech savvy. It's not. You know, this is, it's not. <laughs> So I'm right. It feels that way, and it is that way. Uh, so there's there was like some. I, I I was like conflicted sending this to like ten different cities across the country, like being my first sort of like you know point their first way that they're like learning about me is through direct mail. But therapists get a ton of direct mail, and we respond to it, and it and it works to a certain degree. So it's just my first point of contact with them. There will be more. Um, but that just, that launched in October and I'm really excited to see the results. Awesome. Well, I, th mm -hmm. I think, you know, as things become more digital, there's some people that still crave something either in person or physical that they can hold in their hand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 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 exactly. And it's a really like, it's actually like a really sort of intimate thing to like send somebody they're holding it in their hand they're reading it like that doesn't happen very much anymore yeah. so if you can get them to pick something up and read it and feel it and look at the design and how everything was crafted totally. then it can really resonate so and you're careful with that stuff this is one of a hundred things that i like about you um Ooh. just saying uh <laughs> you you care about good design i do therapy I do doing this is a it's a fun website to hang out on mm -hmm. thank yeah, god and, <laughs> thank god and one of the things that i'm like really proud of that's actually in like on the front of the postcards is if you go to therapyden.com scroll down a little bit you'll see that you can like choose like individual um relationship therapy family therapy group yada yada and those icons are gender oh, neutral icons right yeah there they're just know. like they're oh, lamps yeah, lamps and light bulbs, like one lamp for individual therapy, uh, a nightlight for child therapy. Those are the icons. So it feels like, okay, this is great. This is, you know, uh, resonates, matches our belief and our mission, and it's all very gender neutral. However, I gave that design to, like, the printer that sent out the postcards, and they messed up the colors. 
They added gender uh, to all of it. <laughs> all the lamps are gendered. <laughs> I, I don't even want to tell you like what that looks like. Right. It's horrifying. <laughs> uh, so I had to like, and they had already sent them out. Too. Yeah. They sent me like a proof where the lamps were not gendered. They were gender neutral. Then they sent them out. All of a sudden they're genderized. Uh, and it was like, here's a proof. We're sending out whatever we want. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, what are you doing? And luckily I sent one to me, to my office. So that I like Smart. saw it. But by then it was too late. So I got them to give me all my money back. Look at that. Bringing it yeah. home to the, how we started today, talking about assertiveness. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I felt really good about that. And they apologized and they felt good knowing that they can like make this up to me. They really, I mean, they didn't like get my money back. They're just like, you can spend this money, all this money, we'll credit you for anything else that we'll do. And I was like, okay, that's fair. It's a great way if you're, if you're on a shoestring budget is, you know, do some marketing, make sure they mess it up and then demand your money back. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was never going to pay you guys anyway, but thanks. Yeah, you know, it's tricky to pull off, but if you can pull it off, it's totally <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Man, that's that's uh that's impressive. Um and and going going back to online therapy, I can't remember if we talked about this in person briefly, but w- will there be like and you you don't have to answer this if there's plans in the works, but like will there sure. be a checkbox or something for online therapists on therapy den? Yes. Good question. So right now there is a checkbox. However, it's not like the most useful checkbox because, I mean, you should check it if you're providing it. But the thing is, like, um, we're going to update the website so that um, if you're a therapist in California and you're offering online therapy, right now, if somebody does a search for you, it still matters where your zip code is, but that shouldn't matter if you're an online therapist, right? So we're going to be updating the site probably pretty soon, um, hopefully by like around the new year, so that when you do check that box, you'll come up in searches. But it's still like a funky thing that I really need to think about and uh, and figure out because do those do all those online therapists show up for every zip code for every right. search and That's yada yada question. yada? Um, I don't I haven't figured that out quite yet, but they need to be integrated in a way so that they're not just only attached to that zip code. Man, that sounds like a head scratcher. It is a head scratcher. Right sense. now, you can like choose two zip codes because you can have like a secondary location. Um, but yeah, if you have any ideas. I do. Or any of your listeners, <laughs> I'm totally open to it. Well, let me let me ask you this because this this question has been posed a lot, and then we'll start getting ready to wrap up here. Um, if you were to, um, in an alternate personality that likes online therapy, the Jeff Gunther <laughs> that all of a sudden decides to launch an online therapy practice, <laughs> knowing what you know and knowing that you're also an SEO dude. Um, Let's say you wanted to launch an online therapy practice in your license in Oregon and also in Florida. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Um, a lot of times that question comes with, should I have a separate website? Yeah, yeah. For my Oregon practice and my Florida practice. And uh, and I was born in Florida. Really? FYI. See how yeah. I just chose that? You're so intuitive. It just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I when it when it comes to this, where you're like trying to um, appeal to a market that's outside of your like outside of one city or outside your local city, I usually go to like, well, you know, let's do all the like the basic SEO stuff, including all the important keywords, yada, 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 have like some pages that are devoted to Oregon, like, oh, so sad, it rains, and we all the clouds, they're really difficult. And, you know, but you know, in a genuine way, that's a real thing. And then Florida, you know, Florida has a lot of things that they're dealing with. So like creating like local content about Florida and all the stuff that's going on there. So like giving it local flavor for both Oregon and Florida. But I'm, I would probably like lean really heavily into what the specialization or what their niche is and create like a lot of content around that. So if your niche is eating disorders, then you're going to have a blog that's going to have a ton of content about eating disorders. You and, know, and would I, you would you gear that toward and try to rank locally for different different um, different cities within the state for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I mean. That's a lot of work. Is it is problem. a lot of work. And this is why right? I think it's a conundrum for, for a lot of therapists trying to build their online practice. I mean, if I was like, if I was building an online practice and I didn't have any clients yet, then I guess I'd have a lot of time during the week. And so I would like try to pump out as much content as I possibly could that, you know, was naming all of like the local things in Oregon and Florida. Um, but eventually I wouldn't be able to like stay I wouldn't be able to continue that rate of pumping out that amount of content. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I would still try to do my best though, like creating more content and trying to make it localized. Um, I don't know. How do you answer that question? In a similar way. I mean, I like, I mean, there's Google AdWords, of course. Thank you for lofting me that one. Um, Take it away. Pay, paid advertising <laughs> can get you there um, right. if you have a budget to do it with. Um, we, mm -hmm. we have seen a lot of success um, uh, with with my, my team running ads for people in these situations across different cities within the state, Florida being a really common one. It's, everyone's like mm -hmm. licensed in Florida, even though they don't live there. Are you licensed there? Really? I am not licensed in Florida. I lived there for three years in Miami. Okay. I can't remember okay. what it was like. For some reason, I feel like everyone's like, I'm licensed in Idaho in Florida. Like, what? <laughs> like, have you ever even been there? Nope. But I'm licensed there. They're just handing out Call licenses. Call now. It's <laughs> pretty great. Um, I, I think, well, I think the biggest head scratcher is, um, is for a lot of therapists, it's hard, it's hard enough to just rank for their local right. practice site in Miami. Right. But then those same therapists are going, well, I want to build an online practice across Florida and also I have a practice in Ohio. So what do mm -hmm. I do? Um, mm -hmm. My answer, yeah, is generally focus on some of those locales. See if you can get yourself ranking for some of those locales mm -hmm. with both good keyword placement, uh, some paid advertising, and for the love of God, great content, a good content strategy right. being the engine of this whole thing. The, the mm -hmm. other trend that I see, um, um, well, I, th I think Facebook ads can be effective if done well. Um, if you have a good landing page, a good funnel sure. set up, if you've got good targeting, et cetera. I generally, especially in the show, I don't outright say like everyone get ready and start your own Facebook ads and just get into it now. Cause for a lot of therapists, it's completely overwhelming. Um, right. so, but, but anyway, it's a form of paid advertising that can work or can generate some leads or just email captures for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I personally, I think it's a long game and I think, I think content marketing and email marketing are huge. 
So having great right. content that feeds into your email list is huge. And over time, building that email list so that you can engage them and not go back to the well every time you want a new online therapy client. The other mm -hmm. challenge that we see with AdWords is some of these companies like BetterHelp and Talkspace who are VC funded, who, mm -hmm. are, who have in crazy ad spends that, that right. we'll, we'll never be able to match. And so when you do run ads for certain areas for online therapy, guess what? You're running them up against companies like that. So, but again, I, I think, I really think content is the way I think, um, I think some online therapists are developing great YouTube channels for themselves and, and reaching a lot of different kinds of people. Hopefully if you are doing that kind of content somewhere else, you are sending people either back to your website or back to you, your email list mm -hmm. or to some sort of lead magnet. I think that's another thing that a lot of therapists don't do is they do a lot of things well. They make a great post or a great article or whatever. And then the client reads it and goes, cool. And they X out. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. You have to people tell people what to do next. But I think for therapists to think about playing the long game and really getting clear on why they're creating content in the first place and doing content mm -hmm. marketing is it will go a long way. I just I don't think it's going to happen overnight unless you've got a good amount of money to put into to paid advertising. Yeah, I agree. And if you're going to be an online therapist, you have to sort of like buy into all of the on online stuff, totally. which comes with like content. Uh, marketing and creation. And I might also add that, like, you know, if I'm focusing on Oregon um, uh, or any state really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for like the smaller to mid sized cities possibly first. So I might focus on like Eugene, Oregon um, instead of Portland, Oregon, because there's not as many like therapists ranking there. There's not as much competition. Um, and also maybe, you know, the random smaller to mid-sized towns in Florida or whatever. So if I can get like a little bit of traction there, um, then I can eventually start ranking in Portland as well. I bet everyone listening right now is wishing that you would be their consultant. <laughs> They're like, Jeff, just do it for me. <laughs> I wish I could be. <laughs> I, don't the, I don't have the time, I unfortunately. This is why you're great. Um, well, I think the next thing you need to do is build your mother a system for managing her. <laughs> Ugh, I've tried. Yeah, I'm she sure won't you have. let me. You, Ugh, you're so literally like the guy to do it. And I she's know. She's literally doing it the exact opposite way. It's kind of harmonious in a way. It's kind of yin and yang. Harmonious. <laughs> That's a way to look at it. Yeah. yeah or she's welcome. just doing it to spite me, or I'm doing it the right way to spite. I don't know. Well, There's both. something going on there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send her a copy of the Four Hour Work Week by Tim <laughs> Ferriss and see if that inspires any of her. Yeah, productivity. Well, man, this has been great. Tell people where they can find you and um, yeah, go for it. Sure. Yeah. You can find me, you can go to therapyden.com to check out the new um, therapist directory I launched. It's free to sign up through 2018 and probably into 2019 for a bit. Um, you can email me at hello at therapyden.com. You can even go to my private practice website. Hey, Jeff that's a new Gunther, one. Yeah, jeffgunthorlpc.com. Um, and yeah, I'm going to stop there. There's a lot of like that's other good. things I'm going to do, but I'm just going like, to say Therapy Den for now. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, go to Therapy Den, guys, sign up. Um, uh, sign up for free while you can and just check out the resource. And again, it's... Uh, having a director that also is is doing good for the world is a pretty rare thing. Um, mm -hmm. Not to mention one that's designed well, works well. Um, yeah, so check that out. We'll yeah. put links in the show notes and um, and yeah, we'll go from there. So this will be on YouTube and uh, by audio wherever you usually listen 
to your podcast. Jeff, thanks, man. You're 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 a good guy and a, and a lot of fun. Never never dull moment. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And like I said at the beginning, do me a favor: rate, review, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you are listening. And please share this episode with your friends. All right, I'll see you next Monday. Cheers. <laughs>